0: Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. We're continuing our series with what we call it uh, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, our founders. And Vern, we have uh, a legacy here with this guest, And it's not just what he has done within the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, but also someone that's been very important in his business and in his life.
1: Indeed. It's uh, it's great to have Neil Horton with us here today. Uh, Neil and the company, uh, Bear Construction, were certainly involved in the early discussions of the the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, or I guess I would say Manhattan Community Foundation at that time. And uh, so he has a, a part of the History from the early early goings on, and then later served as a board member. But uh, today we're mostly uh, focusing on the, the founder time period in this conversation. And so, Neil, it's great to have you with us this morning.
0: Well, thanks for having me as a guest. Well, we're delighted to have you here. Okay. So let's talk a bit about, uh, you know, the legacy that, that, you know, you have continued with uh, Burke, yes. who, uh, you know, has uh, been gone for a few years. But, you know, he was so instrumental in so many things in the Manhattan community. Yep. Yeah, he was a great guy,
2: um, lived here his entire life, uh, and was just really dedicated to the Manhattan community. Always always talked about um, doing doing things that would be good for the community, you know, and he was very intent on um, giving back. He felt like the uh, the community had been a big part of the success he enjoyed uh, with his business and in his life and and was really interested in making sure that, uh, you know, he was able to give a part of that back. And so I think, you know, the opportunity to get involved with the community foundation was really just,
0: you know, check the box for him. There was one more way to make that happen, you know. And with buyer Construction, that has just kind of continued to be a part of what the, the company's mindset is. And, and I know it's also something that's very important to everybody that works there. Yes, that is correct. Um, you know, he did, he, he began
2: that legacy. It probably actually started with Burke's father, Henry, who, who actually founded the business back in the, in the you know early 30s. And um, so I think he, he grew up with it, too. Uh, Burke did, and um, it was it was just part of his DNA, and, and it, it really became part of everybody else's that 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 had an opportunity to be around him because he was a he was a quite a gentleman and really uh, commanded a lot of respect in whatever whatever he got involved in. He always seemed to be so low key. He was low key. He was real low key. He could he could be a fun guy when you really got to know him, but right. but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was not. Flashy by any uh, stretch of the imagination.
0: I know he was also proud of his service to the country. He was, and I remember seeing him at Veterans Day affairs, and, yeah. and uh, that is something that I know that was part of you know his sense of pride for country, and and that transitions over into community, doesn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. He was a veteran of World War II,
2: and and uh, um, I didn't hear a lot about that over the years, but a little bit, you know. But but he had uh, he had served uh, during that time frame, and he was very. I think very appreciative of of what people went through that served in the military and the hardships that they had to deal with to complete their service, and so he he was he always made sure that he uh, showed his appreciation for that.
0: How did his life inspire you?
2: I guess he was one of those mentors that uh, that you just learned um, by observing him, and and you know the. He just always seemed to do the right thing, and so if you were someone who was looking for that uh, that kind of guidance and leadership, he was uh, certainly one to to emulate, you mm-hmm. know, because he just he he just always um, seemed to me anyway to to know how to do the right thing in a in a given set of circumstances,
0: and and it, that was he was quite a mentor to me. He was uh, you know a guy I'd, I really admire. We're going back 25 years with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. You've been associated with the foundation a long time, mm-hmm.
2: since the beginning? Well, yeah, the company, you know, that was my first uh, uh, awareness of it was, um, um, like I said, when, when Burke had uh, had the opportunity to contribute to it and he, and he came to us and said, you know, he was going to do some of it personally and thought it would be a, a good idea for us to consider doing a portion of it corporately and so um, we we talked about it and we agreed with him and that's kind of what got us started.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the things as uh, you know your engagement within the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation as you look back at the 25 years that we are acknowledging now what are some of the things that uh, you may be most proud of? Just having you know I, I think it's set up the
2: vehicle, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word, that to allow broad-based support to begin to to happen within the community, you know. And it, there were some people that were involved in it that, that were able to um, kind of put the seed money in. But as it moved along, it really turned into a community-driven uh, entity, you know. And it was, um, you know, several of the opportunities that came along, like starting the Grow Green Day just it allowed everybody to participate, you know, from, from whatever level. Um, you know, that was a great, a great move to, to get participation, broad participation across the community. Um, those were really, uh, interesting things to see happen. Um, I think establishing the young trustees to where you could get a younger group of people involved in leadership Mm -hmm. and, and they beginning to learn what, philanthropy was about and how could they be involved in that and and contribute to it um and then once those things uh, you know got going then you know there were other some of these bigger entities the the Howe family fund the uh the goldstein foundations you know those things came in and really kind of anchored were able to give some real anchor uh leadership to the to the community you know and could really get started uh putting some big dollars in place to
0: help out around town. I think it's infectious. It is infectious. Yeah. You know, and this It's a is bug one we that, all should catch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a different bug than I caught last week. But, <laughs> but um, you know, when you think about all the different things that uh, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation has had a hand in, um, you know, you talk about Grow Green Match Day. Obviously, it's significant, mm-hmm. but there's such a um, a positive trajectory with everything that we have, with uh, you know the affiliate partnership programs mm-hmm. and everything else. As a founder, and looking back on you know what has happened over the last 25 years, mm-hmm. where do you see us in 10 years? Well, um, gosh, I would think it'd be you know even more. I
2: mean, the the, the opportunities are are endless out there um to get other communities involved when you think about uh the affiliate um process um and i think that has been it has been great to share that success with other small communities in in the northeast part of the state here who otherwise probably just you know couldn't put something like that together it's just tougher when you're a small community and and um, you maybe don't have some of the resources that are available to you. So for the community, the Manhattan Community Foundation, to kind of open their doors and say, look, if you'd like to be part of this, we can show you how to do it. We can get you started. We can help you with all of the, uh, the paperwork and then kind of the, you know, the, the back end, um, you know, details that it takes to pull something like that off. And they can just focus on, you know, what needs are, are out there in their community and figure out how they might gather some, some people there to, to try and support those things. And it's really been a big plus for a lot of the smaller communities that have chosen to get involved
0: with us in that. I figure in 10 years, Vern will be 78 and still be shaking hands and I'm sure he will be making (laughs) connections. Yep. Yep. I'm sure he will be. I hope we, I hope we can find
2: the next generation uh, I'm, I'm uh, to the point where I'm looking for the next generation of, of leadership in a few areas and I, I'm hoping the community Foundation can do the same thing well you
0: know? we're, we're doing that with you uh, youth impacting community you know, YIC, yes. and also the young trustees That's right. yep. you know there have been so many different things that have been involved in the rise of the greater Manhattan Community Foundation yep you know you talk about those things grow green match day and yep. you know we haven't talked about the CFAs which is is a tremendous celebration of community. Yep. There's just so many. There's there's a certain synergy right now with the with the GMCF and yep. and and a lot of that. Was this has this always been something that you had hoped to see the GMCF become?
2: Yeah, I think so, um, for sure. You know, I
0: think that that
2: you know that mindset of philanthropy is is probably something that has to be learned. Um, I, I had to learn it, and 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 I think that you know when you're young you have the energy you might not have all of the all of the treasure uh, to contribute to it but you certainly have energy and a lot of those organizations are really mm-hmm. just looking for that energy someone to mm-hmm. to help serve with an event or on their boards or any, any number of number ways and so being able to get involved in that really does help you learn how it uh, how what kind of an impact you can have as an individual it doesn't always have to be you know writing a check sometimes it can just mean being there you know to help out with a particular event or something that they have going so it's it's a learned trait and it's good that we got people involved uh to to be able
0: to work towards that neil you've been involved with so many different things as was you know everybody in the buyer construction you know hierarchy of years past yeah what stands out about the greater manhattan community foundation as opposed to some other organizations that you may have been involved in I don't
2: know. There's there's some things that are the same, but but I, I think that as far as, um, you know, other charitable organizations, you know, th- this one was always really tied to the local community. You know, you could really know that that your efforts, whatever they were, were being utilized right here in your own community where where you live. Um, and then it could be done at any dollar dollar level level. Um, that kind of stood out for me, the ability early on to establish, uh, you know, a donor-advised fund at, at a certain dollar level. I mean, that really let, let someone target uh, their contributions towards, um, you know, a, a charitable cause that they believed in, that, that they had a passion for. I, thought that, I felt like that was unique at the time. I hadn't uh, learned much about that until I uh, was around it here at the GMCF. And I think also their their willingness to help with fundraising events. You know, the, if a if a local nonprofit needs a little help on on how they might put together a fundraising event, I've I've witnessed that the GMCF's willing to jump in and you know show them how to run an event or help them with a few pointers to
0: where they can make it a success for themselves. Vern, you talk you know he talks about you know helping organizations with their events, and that's a, a lion's share of a lot of the work that is done here because those nonprofits are uh... you know the lifeblood of for for many people in our community
1: indeed and uh... what we're really trying to do is be the philanthropic resource or information source uh, for the community and whether that's about vehicles on how to give or work with the nonprofits on maybe how to how to set something up to receive funds um if, if we can position ourselves as that knowledgeable expert um, or entity for advice then donors feel comfortable nonprofits feel comfortable the, the whole process becomes very smooth and easy and you know for people to do and and um, we're trying to make that uh, uh, that that joy of giving a big part of the success of the community foundation and for the benefit of the community. And uh, when everybody feels comfortable, it just seems like uh, it works so much better. You know, donors don't like doubt. Um, mm-hmm. So when you have donor doubt or donor concern, you know, then it kind of stops the uh, uh, stops things. And so we like to make sure it's easy as possible. And, and we're here, we're not, we don't want to compete with the nonprofits. We're here to support the nonprofits. And sometimes when the Neals or philanthropists like Bayer or whatever, Decide they want to make a gift. Sometimes they don't want to talk to the nonprofit right away. They maybe want to ask some questions, and, and uh, we become a nice conduit for that kind, kind of discussion as well. So,
0: Neil, you have been so instrumental in a lot of things. You know, you've been involved in our community as, you know, with the Chamber of Commerce, past president or chair sure. of the board, mm-hmm. and, and so many other things. You have done so much, and your company has done so much for the community over the years. If you were to offer a young professional or someone who had uh, a passion for for philanthropy to to work with nonprofits, to work with people in need, what advice would you give them? Well, I tell them not to wait; <laughs> that just
2: just jump in with both feet and uh, and get started. Um, probably make a mistake or two along the way, but that's okay; those are those are learning opportunities. Um, I think. Um, you know, you have to recruit. If you're starting from scratch, obviously, the, you know, have to recruit some some help. So there's bound to be a, a core group of, of people in your community that are like-minded, and and uh, got to get together and start talking, find out, you know, what is a uh, what are the, some needs of the community, and then see if you can't rally rally some people to fulfill those needs. And and I think just like it happened here, you'll find that 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 kind of just that just Lights a fire, and, and it just gets going, and, and it catches, and, and next thing you know, it's uh, burning pretty brightly everywhere in your community.
0: And, Vernon, in the interview, you know, on the podcast, you can't see it, but you can see the passion in his eyes when he talks <laughs> about it, and I think that that's significant. Indeed, and, so, you
1: know, you know, Neil and, and Bayer Construction, both, uh, Neil and his family, and, you know, they really amplify and amplify the, the definition of a community. You know, uh, they do it for the community, and the impact is, and the resulting factor is a benefit to the community in this whole process. And and that's kind of the, the, the joy of Manhattan and what we, people love this community, and they love the services that nonprofits are able to provide. Um, a lot of individuals like Neil have a have a passionate heart for those that have needs, but he's got a, another job that works differently, but yet he's more than willing to support uh uh, those that do support those individuals with financial need and and this community is full of them and, and it's great to have neil uh, not only as a trustee as a uh, he and the company as founders and but certainly he's been a part of our board leadership over time and uh, and we're just grateful to have him part of the family
0: delightful to have you in learn a little bit more about you and yeah and the buyer uh, legacy and and uh, your continued support. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity, and, and
2: uh, you know, I I don't see any of that as anything special, really. I think those are just the things that you have
0: to do to be a, uh, a good uh, member in the community. But the best part of the interview is when you said, don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you're on target there. Yeah. Because so many people have the opportunity yeah. and the means. Why put it off? Because, you know, we talk about, you know, there's such joy in giving. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it's time, talent, or treasure. yeah. But that joy in giving is something that carries on through everybody that's been yeah. in any kind of capacity at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Yeah. Well, a little bit of success usually
2: breeds more. So, you know, if, if you can start small and, and, you know, you'd be surprised where it could grow. I mean, we started small here and, and right. look where we are today. So every, yeah. everybody's got to get started. You know, that's the first
0: thing it takes is, is that start. Thanks for coming in and visiting you us. You bet. Thanks for this having been us. Fun. good to see you guys. Great to have you here. Okay. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy today. It's hosted and produced in, in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.